Hey everyone, Justin here with HuntLink by Servicide. On the mic, I am joined by a special guest, one of our partners here at Servicide. I've been trying to jump on the mic for a while, both busy schedules, but we were able to make it happen. Danielle Miller of Flawless Whitetail. What's going on, Danielle? Hey, how's it going, Justin? Doing well. I am so glad we were able to rendezvous and make this happen. Um, super excited to learn more about the product, a little more education, a little background, um, and I'm sure our listeners are too. Um, but kind of what we do here, Danielle, little icebreaker, we like to start off, um, get to know you a little bit better. How did you get started out into hunting? So um, my father is a big time hunter. Um, growing up, I was always a daddy's little girl. You know, we have a we have a big family farm down in Rome City, Indiana. Um, it's been in about four generations now. My great grandparents had it, and they've passed it down in a trust. And that's basically where everything, um, where my love for hunting established from. Um, watching my dad out in the woods every time he shot a buck. You know, my dad's a trophy hunter. Every now and then he'd shoot a doe for meat. And I'm the same way. So, you know, when dad shoot a buck, he'd come home, get me, we'd go out tracking deer. And, you know, it was just like, that's where my love for the outdoors started. And, you know, between fishing and hunting and, and camping and everything, um, it just, it just stemmed from when I was a little girl. And, and to be honest, my dad, you know, my dad never actually took me hunting myself. So that's, what's kind of, you know, <clears throat> it's kind of special in a way because everything that I know when it comes to hunting and being being that independent woman going out in the field out in the woods um basically I taught myself everything um and and that's what that's what is kind of so special to me because you know my dad give has given me so much knowledge and information just by his own leading um so it's kind of cool um you know, a lot of people, a lot of parents, you know, that, that their kids are into hunting, you know, like I do with my girls, I have three girls and my oldest one, she's a, she's definitely, she's so into hunting and, and wanting to go out and she's just driven by the outdoors. And, you know, I take her, you know, so it's a little bit different scenario with my own children, but, but basically that's how my love started is just watching my father and, you know, being up around the farm and doing food plots and, you know, everything, it just, it just grew. And I guess I just have a natural love for the outdoors and hunting. It's just been my dream since I was a little girl. Well, you're definitely making a dream come true in it. I mean, it, I can definitely sense the passion and um, I, I always love hearing the background because even though, you know, uh, someone that maybe doesn't understand hunting like we do, they'll be like, oh, well, that seems, you know, you kind of got into hunting the quote unquote traditional way. Um, but yours <laughs> is definitely a different almost take on it with, you know, you and your father. And uh, um, that's not a perspective I, I hear too often. You know, my dad, he wasn't a hunter, um, loved the outdoors, loved everything about the outdoors. We did all kinds of outdoorsy stuff, but never particularly went hunting together. Um, mm -hmm. that just wasn't his jive. I got mine from my uncles and my grandparents. Um, so everyone's mm -hmm. got a different perspective, but that's great. And you're continuing your passion with your kids. I was talking in the last episode to somebody and, uh, how important it is getting your kids in there the right way too, you know, not forcing yeah. them, make, seeing if they truly have a love for it. And once they do, I mean, it's a, it's a match to, a, you know, the fire there. 
Yes, absolutely. And it's so rewarding, you know, seeing when I took my oldest daughter Tinsley out for the first time, you know, I went out and I was like, okay, she's eight years old. It's time to get her a gun. And, you know, until she's ready to shoot a compound bow and, and be confident in it. You know, she has a bow that I bought her a couple years ago just to kind of shoot with me here and there. But I went out and I bought her a, um, a Patriot and all, well, an all American, um, 350 legend. And I, I brought it home and I sighted it in for, I only went like up to a hundred yards. Cause I was like, I'm not going to let her shoot anything further than that. Right. But you know, I, I got her behind, got it in the bipod for her and I got her behind it. And that little girl shot that gun and it was dead on. And I pulled up the binos and I looked and we're at 50 yards. And I was like, man, there is just no way. And I was like, all right, let's shoot it again. And she shot it again. And it, I mean, she almost hit exactly where she hit the first time. And I let her run five, five rounds through that gun. And I was like, this girl's a natural. You know, and it was so rewarding for me as a mom to take her out her first year and she shot a nice eight point. And it was just, you know, I had just had a baby, you know, our youngest, Hadley. She was two weeks old. We were all in the deer hut together down at the farm. And it was just, it was just awesome. You know, the baby was quiet the whole time. And, you know, Tinsley seeing all these deer around her, her, our middle daughter, Bexley was with us and, everybody was so excited and Tinsley, you know, it was, she was so calm and collected and it just like was like the, like got to experience when I was younger, you know, it it was just really, it was really cool. Yeah. I mean, it definitely is when they, when they have a a knack for it like that and and the same passion you do, I I can't wait till my kid's old enough to to see if he gets the bug too. I'm, I'm sure that's a very exciting moment. I'm, Oh, it is. It is most definitely. It's almost like I would rather, I would prefer taking my own kids out hunting and teaching them more than me go out myself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, it's crazy. Cause the last episode I had a um, husband and wife duo on here and we were talking about that. And, and that's something we brought up many times as you get to the point now where it's like, it's, it's more, if not the same amount of reward when you put your child or or loved one or youth um, on something. So um, everyone that's experienced that knows exactly what we're talking about. So Flawless Whitetail, what is Flawless Whitetail and how did you kind of come about with uh, being a part of it, being the owner? So Flawless Whitetail, basically I was actually a staff member for this company um, a a few years ago and it came about um, the owner wanted to kind of get out of it and cut ties. And, you know, it was always my dream since I was little to, I always said if I could hunt and fish for a living and make money, I would, <laughs> you know, I didn't <laughs> want to punch a time clock. That's what I wanted to do. And so I, I got the opportunity and I just kind of, um, it just kind of hit me, you know, I wanted to do deer farming. I've been wanting to do that for years And my dad has wanted to do it and I've wanted to do it. And it's always been a conversation that always striked up like in the last 10 years, every now and then, you know, let's get into deer farming. And so flawless actually kind of came about before any of that ever even, ever even came to reality. So basically, like I said, I was a field staff member for this company, ended up becoming the vice president for it. And then it wasn't even a week later and they wanted to cut ties and get out of it. So I 
I took the opportunity and reached out and we talked and basically I, um, I bought the name of the company and, um, revamped the entire company. So everything that is flawless whitetail now is all new products. Um, everything's all in house, um, directly, no outside sources when it comes to, you know, the food plot seed, the mineral, um, the pea, everything is in source. So that is basically the background behind Flawless and how it came about. Um, and we're excited to, to keep growing the company and turn it into an empire. And I got big goals for it and we're already expanding and, and it, it's been great so far. I mean, it definitely seems like it. I had put an order in. I don't know if I told you or not. I would put an order in a while back. Um, a few things I wanted to try. I actually just got them out, so I'm I'm gonna give it some time, and I've got some cameras set up, and uh, I'm actually running it with um, not in comparison. Well, yeah, I guess in comparison would be the best way with uh, a few other different things I'm trying. I have pretty much three spots that are almost the same with traffic so uh people mm-hmm. and animals so I, i'm curious I, I got it out there and it is potent i was that's one thing i noticed was it is strong there is no way that that's not going to be smelled um by something out there for sure so um i can't wait to see what it does and next episode we do well we can dive more into to that but um what kind of products i mean what do you what kind of products do you guys currently sell so we um, basically it started with an attractant company. So we have all the 100% pure urine line. Um, we do do synthetic also for the states that don't allow the real. We are CWD certified, so everything is certified and tested. Um, and there's a log of that for back to like 13 years. Um, everything is um, when we do collection. This is this is what's a little bit different from us than a lot of the big box box companies. Um, when we collect, we do do one deer per bottle. Um, so very, very important, especially when post rut and rut comes in. Um, you know, you don't want to co- cross those pheromones of the, the does pee, even even with the bucks. You know, if you got a doe that's been in estrus for five days and this one's just coming into estrus, their pheromones and their pee is going to be different. And it's, it's going to throw an alert to a buck. Um, so we definitely don't like crossing those scents. Um, but, you know, we did we did come across come about a new product, um, the time release beads. So, you know, I have seen them, um, but basically without actually mixing the liquid form of the scents, um, like our, our girls night out, that is actually the two different color beads indicate two different does in one bottle. So since they're solidified in the bead form, you can actually put them in the same bottle without actually mixing scents. So that is that is definitely one of our hottest products is the date night, girls night out, and guys night out. So we have a lot of success with those, hanging those in a in a time release strip bag above a scrape, an active scrape or a mock scrape. Um, and it, the idea behind the time release feeds it basically it keeps you out of that area, spreading your personal scent, going out and refreshing your mock scrapes and your active scrapes. Um, I guess like. Uh, you know, more, more often, you oh, know, the timer help keep you out of that area. So basically everything from real urine, uh, synthetic scents, mineral, um, vitamin supplements, and then we just expanded into our food plot blends. So you guys have synthetic scents too. So that's, um, yep. I mean, I mean, are you able to, is there a difference as far as like, would you say the synthetic 
as opposed to the real? Which one would you say would last longer in the elements, just off of what you've experienced so far? <laughs> so, in my personal opinion, there's nothing better than the real. Okay. Um, now, I will say, like, the, the synthetic butt buck in the rut, um, that does have tarsal in it. So, it is a lot stronger than just our raging buck um, natural scent. Um, I mean, it's just personal preference. I mean, I, I honestly, myself as the owner, haven't really used the synthetic too much except for the Freak Nasty with Tarsal. That is our synthetic buck scent. Um, I have used that, and I've had great results off of it. But I am the time-release beads is where it's at for me because I don't like to pressure a lot on our farm. Um, we have enough pressure around us, even with all the all the land that we got, so we try to stay out of there as much as possible. No, so the time-release yeah, time release beads is definitely what I what I recommend to a lot of people. Yeah, that that definitely makes sense for sure. I mean, it, it that's a definitely a a great a great product. It sounds like there with the time release spreading it out, keeping you from having to pressure your area. I just recently got into trying different scents and things the last few years. I actually started doing it through hog hunting, um, just because I didn't enjoy carrying fifty pounds of corn to a spot um and i was like there's got to be a better way to do this to just harvest meat you know i'm not out here killing trophies or anything just to harvest hogs and we obviously were lucky enough to have a, a huge population where i mean you kill 20 in a day you're not going to put a dent in it. it just makes them want to produce more um but yeah that's when i kind of got into it and i would love to be able to use something that i can you know time release like that do you guys are you strictly though deer right now what was that? Sorry. Are you strictly deer right now? Uh, yes. Yes. So like our licking, we do have licking branch spray that I have a lot of um, customers use actually for hog hunting too. So that, that would be the only line, but yeah, mostly everything's just whitetail based. I got you. Now of the products that you currently have out right now, what would, what's kind of like the number one seller at this current point or the, the product that, that you need to get out right now? So right now, I would highly recommend, obviously, the food plot seed. Um, the food plots, you know, right now is, is prime time to, get, to be planting those. All of ours are anywhere from a fall, um, a spring to a fall blend. So you can plant any of them in spring or fall. Um, but I also am, am a firm believer in summertime pattering with mock scrapes, like starting to pattern your herd. Um, and, and really getting those bucks on a, on a good pattern. Um, and basically I do that with the time release speeds too. So I use our relaxing scents that are collect that are collected during the relaxing months, which is Tess buck scent and lady calmer, which is our doe scent. Um, the lady calmer is definitely our number one seller all year round. Um, we have guys use it for just calming, you know, relaxing scents to help keep those does at ease when you're out in the field. Um, and then also, like I said, just try, trying to pattern them through the summertime up until o season opens. Uh, and so it, that's wild. So as far as as far as the relaxing, um, I mean that I guess that just makes it so they're just they're just calm in the area, and that's that's triggering the bucks to want to come in. Then, mm, oh yeah, absolutely. Like you know, you always have those does that. You know, they think they know where your stands are, whether you're in there or whether right, you're right. you know, 
50, 50 yards down the side of the field, they're always going to look at those stands that they know where they're at. You know, whether they bust you or not, they're out there stomping and blowing and hooping and hollering. Well, right. you know, a, bu- a buck isn't going to come in when a doe's acting like that. You know, it's a, it's just a straight alert. So the lady calmer, which is our, our relaxing doe scent, you know, it helps keep those does at ease to draw those bucks closer to you. You know, they're like, okay, you know, every, everything's calm and collected. Like we're, we're okay. And it, it really, you know, the lady calmer has made such a big difference. Like I always get reviews back on that during season. Absolutely. Well, I mean, it's definitely important. I, like I said, I just recently got in a sense, but I know hunting and a lot you know, a lot more experienced people than me have always told me like, as far as, you know, especially hunting a buck during the rut, um, being in an area that has doe and, and yeah, obviously, you know, people are like, well, that makes sense. They're in the rut, but it, it, it you got to take it to a step further because you can have doe in the area and them not be calm. And like you mentioned, they let out any type of alert. And just because you didn't hear it or see it, doesn't mean they didn't do it, and 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 the and if a if a mature buck, especially one that knows kind of what's going on, you know, he knows that the stands there, or he you know maybe he's been shot at and missed, or maybe he's just been pressured or whatever. He he knows, so if she's good, he's good, you know. <laughs> yep. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. It's so it's so important, and you know, I I'm a firm believer, and you know, we i have used cover sense you know before before i was the owner of the company you know here and there using cover sense but i I don't even touch cover sense anymore (laughs) you know i straight that lady calmer is always my number one go-to or or even the licking branch spray you know back at the farm we're right off the lake and it, it funnels you know the wind funnels so easily when you get up on that ridge and when the wind picks up, it just sits there and it funnels in certain areas that you're hunting. And yeah, I had like 18 does coming in and I had two bucks behind me in the field. And I thought to myself, oh boy, I'm going, I'm going to get busted here. <laughs> and it is, so I took our vanilla licking branch spray and I sprayed that around me. And it was almost, it was a blessing because I didn't get busted. But at the same time, it kind of bit me in the butt because <laughs> I had does around me for two hours after dark. I mean, deer wouldn't leave. They were licking my stand. They were, <laughs> you know, nose up in the air, tongue just a flipping. And I was like, oh boy. Well, it worked, but <laughs> here I'm stuck. <laughs> and that is like a good problem to have. I went to Ohio last year. We had deer <laughs> under our stand at dark. We're like, get, get, you know, like yeah. we're trying to get out of here. And you're over here. You're too calm. You're too complacent. <laughs> so. Absolutely. Um, now let's talk about, I mean, we kind of dived into it a little bit, you know, I, I was curious what products you kind of recommend during the season, but I mean, you kind of did dive into that a little bit with, you know, making sure the does are calm. And, um, you know, you also said you had some, uh, tarsal stuff out, some, some buck and rut type scents. Mm-hmm. Um, so as far as, um, new, so I just noticed that you guys had put that food plot out unless I had missed it before but what new products do you currently have out so um we did expand into the food plot blends it's kind of been a project for the last year um I knew I wanted to expand into it at some point in time but I wasn't sure how soon um coming up with the blends um but the idea behind all the products from flawless is to bring a high quality not only a high quality product to the industry, but also honest products. You know, I, I try to stay away from, 
the fillers, you know, a lot of companies use a lot of fillers in all of their products, whether it's food plot seed, um, like all the real urine, add in dilution to it, um, additives, same with the mineral, a lot of salt content. My idea is to, to stay away from all of that and go 100% pure. And so the food plot seed, finally, when I, when I came down to it, we only started with three blends for this year. Um, we're going to kind of expand into that. Um, hopefully next year we'll have some more, but <clears throat> our um, perennial blend is called the Legacy Blend, and that plant's a half an acre. It's got white Dutch clover in it, um, alfalfa, chicory, red clover, German millet, forage oats, and spring triticale. So all the germination rate on those are over 90%, which is super high. Um, it's 100% pure seed. There's no filler grass in any of the blends whatsoever. So um, that's that's one of the expansions in the food plot seed. The other one is Bulb Madness. Um, that's That also plants a half an acre. It's got purple top turnips, rutabaga, trophy radish, and New York turnips. Um, that's, that's a real... That's like a killer late season food plot blend right there. Same way, 100% pure seed, um, no grass fillers, and overnight, all the germination rate in that is like 99 to 98%. Oh, wow. So pretty high too. And then we did a screening blend um, to kind of box in those food plots for people. You know, that way they feel safer, pretty important. But our screening blend, we also added food source to it. Um, <clears throat> the screening blend is called Hideout. That also plants a half an acre. It'll get anywhere from eight foot to twelve foot tall. Now, if you planted it like right now, it would probably get about six foot, depending on what you know your rain density is. You know, from here on out through fall. But basically, you'd want to plant this in the spring for it to mature up to the twelve foot mark um, by season. But that also has the forage sorghum in it, uh, Japanese millet, hard red winter wheat, oats, and rye grain. So that sorghum and the millet is and the oats is the good food source, you know, through the winter time when that knocks over. So th those are the three blends that we have um, right now. And like I said, we're going to expand into more, you know, we got a lot of, you know, people, including my, my father, who's big into pheasant hunting and stuff. So, oh, nice. you know, we want to kind of expand into that side also. I was, I was actually going to ask you that. I was going to say, you know, it sounded like a lot of that is, is I'm a big turkey hunter. So oh, know, to me, I, I get a, more of a thrill from that than a white tail. I love white tail and, and don't get me wrong, yeah. but I, I love turkey. So it sounds like a lot of that stuff too. I mean, that's good, good for turkey plots. Yep, especially the legacy blend too. I mean, the turkeys they they go crazy with that chicory. Oh, um, the chicory, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and even the hideout blend. You know, they um, there's it's kind of a, a multi-purpose blends for all of them. You know, it's um, we're we're pretty excited about it. I mean, the food plot seed has definitely it it definitely has blown up. Uh, more than what I expected it to. I mean, we only released it two weeks ago, and I'm I'm already uh, placing placing orders to get more seed mix. So yeah, I was I was looking at it myself um, on the site, and I was like, do I need this? And I'm like, do I, I want to try it? I already have my plot up, and I'm like, well, you know, I can always get a start on next year. And mm -hmm. um, so I was <laughs> I was it definitely caught my eye. And I mean, the the way you guys display your site, I I really like. It's very 
very eye-catching, very pop, like popping as far as the colors, which, I mean, to me, that's important because it just shows passion. It just shows yeah. you care about what things look like. It's not, oh, it's just our site or it's just our page. Like, everything looks uniform. Um, I, I love the packaging. It definitely looks, it probably is a little bit easier to ship, too, with it packaged like that. Yep. Yeah, and it is, and I appreciate your compliment on the on the website and all the designs and stuff because you know there's a lot of work that goes behind it. You know, you know, with me, you know, I don't I punch a time clock every day like most people, and I got a family. You know, I do all the design work myself. Um, you know, I had a guy that helped me with the with the new scent designs, and then after that, I was like, you know, I'm I'm pretty knowledgeable with this stuff, and it's just to sit down and take the time to do it. And I told myself, I'm going to do the food plot stuff. And I, and I did because there's so much information, um, in, especially when it comes to the seed and the germination ratings and the um, inert matter. Like there's so much information that is knowledgeable that people need to know. Um, it's not you can't just slap a label on something and say, OK, here it plants half an acre. Here you go. So um, I, I like to include all the information that I need on those bags. So it's it's rewarding to look at it but yes it is it is definitely easier to ship ship things in the bags like that where they're sealed off the label and all the information's on there you can grab it and you can go yeah and one thing that's cool about about the blends having that high of a germination rate um here on our on our place you know we only have 10 acres here down at the farm we have you know, 800 acres, but up here it's, it's like beach volleyball sand. And I, and I was like, there is no way I'm going to ever grow a food plot here. You know, we just built our house last spring and I was like, I'm going to try to, I'm going to test this food plot and see, you know, I tested everything before I released it because I, I want to know what it's going to do. And um, basically I just tilled up mine and I broadcast seeded the legend, the legacy blend, which is our clover blend. I just broadcast seeded it. I didn't cold pack it or anything. And that stuff was up in 10 days. It was sprouting through oh, the wow. ground already. We didn't have rain for about three and a half weeks. And now that we've had rain, it's about, I'd say it's everybody, every bit about a foot and a half tall now. Nice. That's, and you know, that's a, that's a, I was going to ask you that if you guys have tried it out on the farm or, or over yep. at y'all's house, because, you know, being, getting two different perspectives and the mm -hmm. rain's a huge factor you know i couldn't tell you how many times i've gotten seed and and it's not the it wasn't the company's fault like i could easily be like oh it's crap seed i mean i, the, I knew mm -hmm. the person that that made it and i'm like no it's a it's a high quality but i didn't i want to say do my part because i can't control the rain but i didn't do my part in making sure it was watered properly and it didn't take right. off so that's that's pretty intense and with you not having so much filler and almost having a lot higher germination rate, you're able to package it in a better way because logistics is insane right now. Yes, I mean absolutely. insane. <laughs> like, yep. <laughs> if if you're not if you don't mail stuff, if there's any listeners here and, and you don't mail stuff, go mail something today, and I'm gonna tell you it's it's <laughs> it's a it's a bill. Like I'm telling yep. you, if you mail a box, it's a it could be a minimum of a bill for sure. Yep. And you know, our, that's like our mineral, you know, we offer it in the five pounds and then also the 50 pound buckets. Um, and that is <laughs> shipping those things out is no joke. <laughs> oh yeah. You probably gotta have a freight freight liner and everything for that. Yeah. They hit us pretty hard. I have a dealer down in Missouri and he actually sent one of his, 
um, one of his dad's buddies, he's a retired truck driver and he came up and he bought like 600 pounds of mineral and took it back (laughs) just because everything was so expensive. I mean, they hit you anywhere from 80 to $150 per bucket. So it's yeah <laughs> shipping's no fun <laughs> yeah it's not and i mean but the thing about it is like it, it's are are you guys in any stores or are you strictly online no so we are in some stores um we have a store down in missouri um he's like a property based type store um they do like property management and stuff um he just came on and then locally we have um cloverleaf outdoors up in white pigeon michigan and then also some place to shoot up in um white pit or not white pigeon but like up by um minden michigan area i believe is where so, so you're getting to see it in, in two different completely terrains. You're getting to see it in Missouri-type mm-hmm. environment and the Michigan. Yep, yeah, we have dealers, I mean, really all over the U.S., you know, but, you know, coming on as, you know, taking over the company and revamping everything, you know, you know, we're we're in the process of reaching out to all these dealers. But, yeah, there's dealers all over the U.S. that carry the flawless product. Um, my goal here is to branch out more locally because we are pretty big social media-based Um but locally is, is where it's going to be. You know, I love nothing more than to support my local businesses. So, you know, I, I want to establish that clientele that's local. And, you know, we had we had a show, a Midwest Sportsman's Classic up in Shipshawana, um, this early earlier this year, back in February. And we had a lot of, I mean, that was our first show that we had that was local. And it was it just blew me out of the water. Like everybody was so excited to see something local like this. And it, it was just a great feeling. Like we, we absolutely did amazing at that show. So I think this year is definitely going to be a good year. Um, especially here around home. I mean, local is, I know when they opened a shop down the you know, about 30 minutes from me. We don't, we don't have shops. I mean, I could go to Tampa, but everything's just so just generic. Just, I don't know. There's no, it's not your, it's not your hunting vibe that like I grew up with. And uh, when there was a shop down there, it was like, you know, I was waiting for there to be a parade in the street because everybody was just so happy to have something local. (laughs) They didn't have to drive, you know, an hour plus to go somewhere. And that guy's so overworked and so overwhelmed that it's not maybe the best experience it could be. And, you know, it definitely loosens things up. What's crazy is both of those owners are actually friends now because, you know, one kind of took some <laughs> business, if you will, from the other, but in a, in a positive mm-hmm. way, taking his business. Right. So he was able to give him a little relief and he could get back to his roots and the other guy could start out. So, um, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure you guys did get a good following. I, I always support local over anything, especially when it's a good product and you know, the customer service is there, the quality there, the passions there. It's not, it's like, yeah, you got to make money to pay bills, but like, there's so much more to it. There's, there's so many more moving parts to it. That's honestly probably the, the least of our worries or most, most good companies. I think that we follow have that mindset. Yes, absolutely. And yeah, it's, there's a lot that goes behind it. I mean, you know, it's not just, you know, getting a hold of a product and selling it, you know, when it, and especially, like I said, when, when everything is in-house and custom, like, you know, your own custom mineral recipes or, you know, your food plot blends, like there is so much um, details that goes into it, so much research and, 
and energy period. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's definitely, like I said, it's rewarding, you know, to sit back and watch things, you know, progress and, you know, people be excited and hear all the feedback. Like I always tell everybody, I want to hear everything from the good, the bad, the positive, the negative. Like I want to hear a hundred percent results. Like I want to know what you ins and outs, because that's the only way that you're going to improve your company. You know, I'm a firm believer in not taking somebody else's product and using it as my own. And, you know, that's, that's where I was, you know, I have noticed, um, with with a few other circumstances you know that's what some people are doing now and it's it's just really important to stay honest and you know and and be honest with your products and it's just going to be a game changer in the industry oh for sure i mean there's some there's some markups on things where i see it and you know that's one thing i was uh, one of the questions i had had was i was i was going to ask you was um you know I noticed the price point may be a, a little different than um, a cheaper a cheaper brand that obviously is full of fillers or, or, or additives or whatever. But, you know, when you explain the, the quality that goes behind it of the quality control, the making sure that you have a high germination rate to making sure that, you know, it's it's one deer um, uh, per what is a bottle or whatever and and mm-hmm. being able to to do all that then i'm like okay that makes sense you explained why that price point is what it is through all right. of these you you explained the value if you will of it um and that makes sense if you're just doing something mass producing you know something just a, almost like a like a conveyor belt system just uh it's just a plant mm-hmm. it's just pumping and dumping it's just pumping it out you know, there's no relationships. There's, you know, it you, eventually one thing's going to happen. You're either going to lose the quality of the product, or people just aren't going to have faith in you. And and that's one thing I've noticed about the hunting industry, the real hunting industry, not the imaginary hunting industry people think exist yeah. on YouTube and and TV and stuff. The the real hunting industry is those that put good stuff out, have good customer service, create relationships, build relationships. Um, you know, and run a business because you have to pay bills. Those are the companies that I see that always tend to do the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, we, we, we treat everybody like their family here. You know, I got, I got guys that call me over by like Kentucky, West Virginia line that are 10 hours away. And they say, Hey, I'm having this problem. What do you recommend? And, you know, I will answer my phone <laughs> any given time just to help somebody out. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in customer support goes a long way, but also, also creating that family vibe, you know, whether it's, whether it's family or whether it's just friends, you know, it's, it's really important to establish those relationships with, with all of your customers. Um, it, you know, it, it creates a more comfortable environment um, for people to reach out and talk to you about products and, and recommendations. And, you know, it's just something that we live by here at Flawless. I mean, it's a great way to be. It builds loyalty. And, and that's one of the most important things that you can have is, is the, you know, building that loyalty because people know that they can reach out to you. And, um, you know, that's that's one thing that, you know, I, I even have trouble with. It's, you know, people don't, it seems simple when you say, oh, I you know, I'll answer my phone or I'll hit you back up. You know, a lot of people may be like, well, you should do that. Well, it's a lot harder than I think people may think. When it's 10 o'clock at night, I couldn't tell you how many times we're making dinner at 10 o'clock, you know, cause just because of the way everything's going down during the day. And, 
you know, when it's 10 o'clock, you don't got, you're trying to get the kids down, you've made dinner, it's late, you've worked all day, and then you're having, you know, you got a phone call to be able to take that time and, and chat with someone or schedule it for a better time to chat. Um, when you're able to do that, that, that goes a long way. And it's, it's a lot harder to do than I, I think a lot of people may realize, like, cause you, you, you will sacrifice one thing for another, you know, you can't, oh. can't have it all. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, um, as far as I, I, that was one of the questions I had, we kind of touched on was I was curious where you were kind of testing out the products and stuff. But I guess one of my, my big questions here is, and this is more, I guess, of a personal question is, you know, what kind of why did you kind of want to do this? Like what made you want to kind of venture down this? Because it sounds like you're you're wanting to evolve it, too. You're not just like, OK, here's here's my company, I sell this product and, and enjoy it and we'll be good to you. It sounds like you're wanting to continue growing it. Um, what kind of made you want to go down this route? Um, so I guess I'm, I'm a real motivated person. Um, and it's once when I get started, and especially when it comes to having a natural love for something like hunting, it's so easy to just your mind, my mind just continuously spins about, you know, new products, like coming up with this or coming up with that, like just to bring good products to the industry. Like that is my main goal. And it's just something that I, every day, it's just what I strive for, you know, how to make the company better, you know, how to grow it, um, in ways that's going to benefit hunters. And it, you know, it's not about, it's not about turning it into a multi-million dollar company by no means, you know, it's, it's just about the industry itself. And, and that's what, that's what I, um, that's what I strive for. So, you know, the expansion into the food plot seed, like I feel like forage is so important and, you know, it's, you know, scents are great too. Like, don't get me wrong. And minerals are so beneficial, but you know, the food plot seed is also, you know, where it's at. And I think I take a lot of um, my personal experience into the products that I carry because, you know, we have, we have a big farm but believe it or not, having that many acres down home and have it is we have so much pressure around us. It doesn't matter if we have prime ground. You know, we got, you know, natural springs through the property. We got crop fields. We got alfalfa fields. We got swamp. We got woods like it is the literally the perfect setup. But it doesn't matter how many acres you have if it's pressured hard around you. And the hunters are not like, you know, your, um, your way of hunting, it makes it extremely hard. So, you know, I feel like I have taken that my personal experience into the products that I am do flawless. And, you know, I just, that's just, you know, what keeps leading me, you know, into, you know, investing into, you know, new products and, and growing it. That's no, that's definitely solid, and um, you know I love to hear it, and I I love hearing when a company is is really wanting to take something to that next level, and they're passionate because you know money comes and goes, you know you can be successful or not successful, and and, and none of that really matters in the end. Um, what matters is is what people kind of think of you and what what you've done for them, and and 
and creating those relationships and putting out a good product that speaks for itself. You know, we all know a good product that you are loyal to or you use. Well, why? Because it, it's been good to you. It's it's taking care of you. It's it's proven the results it said it would do. Um, you know, whatever whatever the case may be, maybe gave you the confidence to try new areas or hunt pressured areas. Because um, pressured deer, they're definitely they're definitely something. I mean, I've seen some areas where the deer literally like they will only be moving around at night. You know, everywhere is yep. different. But I mean, I've seen certain pressured areas where I've had tons of cameras out, and as soon as that sun goes down, they're like, "Yep, yeah, all right, let's go eat, let's go run around, let's go do our thing." And then as soon as that sun pops back up, and as we know, you can't hunt at night, so <laughs> they win. <laughs> pressure is so is so important but even stress you know it's it's so important to keep the stress on your herd down too yeah you know you get out there and you and you start pushing and it's just you know it's best to be calm and and stay out until you can get that pattern down and and close in on them on the right time now i and feel free this isn't it really in the question line mm-hmm. here but uh something i'm curious kind of curious about as far as like you had mentioned that, you know, you were utilizing one deer, you know, per bottle or, or per batch or whatever. What are, are you, are these deer like at your farm or are these just someone, you know, a, a resource or, or whatever that you use? So we are actually in the process of getting our pens up to bring the, bring a herd here. Uh-huh. Um, so like I said, we just built our house um, last year. Um, so it's been in the process to get the pens up and, and get the facility set up right um, to have them. But we have a, um, a local source where we collect from. Um, and so that that is where, you know, as as it grows and we and we get the facility finished here, um, then we will we will branch into the more how how it all goes about with collecting and you know and, and managing the herd and you know where we really want to grow on our youtube side and and um our social media side and, and share that with 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 others and open it you know open the facility up to the public to come see and you know interact with the deer and mm-hmm. so you know all of that is kind of in place you know like i said we we just built our house you know last spring so we're you know, working on the pens and getting the facility set up for collecting and breeding. And, um, we'll get there with, we'll get there within time. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. No, that's, that's great. I'm actually really glad I asked that question now because that's something that, um, I would personally love to see. And I'm sure many others, Mm -hmm. um, you don't see a huge showcase of that, of, I felt like when we were growing up, like hunting kind of had that, you would like kind of see, um, you know, a little bit more of, I guess, the backstory. And then it turned into more in the entertainment where they just, you know, popped out of a truck and killed a nice deer and it was cool music playing. And then we kind of went back into YouTube and people filming their, you know, self-filming their hunts. But um, it would be nice to see kind of the timeline of, okay, there's this (laughs) animal, this is how it's interacting, this is why we're doing what we're doing, come check it out for yourself. Because, I know personally when I understand as much as I can of something, it just makes me, it, it really signifies like, okay, I'm going to continue using this or I don't. Everything that I use religiously isn't because I saw an Instagram post or my buddy told me or some famous YouTube guy did it. 
it's it's all because I've used it for a long time and it's delivered. Same with my clothes or, or anything else. Um, until it until it <laughs> until it hurts me, I'm normally I'm normally pretty faithful and, and you know especially down where I'm at, things get tested hardcore. That's the reason why you don't see many TV shows or or YouTube things down here. They they spend years trying to get content. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yep, it, you know, go ahead. Oh, no, go, no, you're good. Yeah, um, about, like, the testing, you know, down, down in the southern states, like, you know, we just had a show that we wrapped up last weekend, and, and we were uh, right next to the guys from Cruiser Saddles, and those boys, like, they were awesome, you know, and they're like, you guys need to come down south, like, you know, this is, like, prime for down there, and, mm-hmm. you know, when you said that, you know, down there by y'all is where, you know, you it, products get tested pretty hard. Like it, you know, when they said that to me, it just kind of made me reflect back to what you just said. Oh yeah, for sure. And it does. And I, I, it's crazy. I, I mean, if people are listening to this uh, episode, you should take advantage of it because I will say like a lot of people, they look at the South as, yeah, it's hot and blah, 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 you know, crowded, etc. But, um, and the land spread out, but there's still a ton of land. Just picture being in an airplane and just looking down when you immediately take off if you leave Florida, I guarantee you, you might, you might see one city on your way out if you're if you're flying because uh, most of Florida is land. But the thing about our animals is they're pressured year round. Our hunting season goes from the end of July, and you can you can literally kill deer up until like end of February. But we have hog, we have rabbit, um, you have uh, predator hunting. That's in the those off off months of June, July, really June, July, because um, season comes in at the end of July. So the thing about our deer is they also have multiple ruts. The deer will run on one side of the river and not the other. There's unless you're a local or you hunt a specific area, you can't go off of like just googling when is the rut in Florida. You'll never get the right answer. I've I've done it. Right. You'll never get the right answer. I have watched deer chasing in February in mounting. Like literally I've been on the river fishing and watched a nice buck, a nice mature buck, probably at least a, at least three years old, you know, chasing and mounting at the end of February. And I'm sitting here hearing gobbles in the, in behind me and a deer, uh, you know, mating in front of me. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> like I'm used to Thanksgiving rut. Um, so our, our wildlife here, it's wild and, the people that do pattern these animals and the people that do figure out that secret sauce, they're consistent. They're consistent every year. You'll see the same people being consistent. You might catch someone get lucky once in a while, but you know, most of the time, if they're if they're getting it done down here, they they found out their secret sauce, and that's one reason why I started exploring a little bit more with scents because our state is lax. I'm not a, you know, I don't knock it. it. It really depends on the situation, but I don't really hunt over bait um, often um, at all, really, unless we're doing a big group pig hunt or something like that. And, um, you know, I don't care about not doing it, but I, like I told you before, I don't, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but, you know, me carrying a 50 pound bag in as opposed to me carrying two ounces of a scent or a mesh bag and some beads, uh, you know that's a that's a little different and something I'm more willing to do. Um, especially if I'm able to trick its nose because as we know, you trick its nose, deer, pig, or bear. I mean, 
you've pretty much that's your checkmate, you know. Mhm. Yeah, you better be ready. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you know how things go, so I'll keep you in the loop, and I've got it on some some nice spots to a public land that'll get some results from all fronts. You know, we'll get to see if panthers like it, <laughs> if uh, some other animals like it. Awesome. Yeah, keep me. I mean, keep me posted in, in anything and everything you see. Send me all the trail camera pictures and everything you got. Oh, you know I got you. Um, but we're wrapping on to about an hour here, so we'll clip this episode. But I definitely want to get you back on as we get a little bit more through season. We can hear some success stories. I want to see how early season goes. I'm curious how these plots do um, and kind of how you guys evolve. But if our listeners want to find more of your product or reach out to you what is the best way to do that um so we're like i said we're on uh facebook instagram um our website is www.flawlesswhitetail.com you can find all the products on there um uh there's merchandise swag on there and and everything else but you know you can reach out to me social media based my number's on there um or on our website if you guys want to check out product all the reviews are posted on each and every product individually. So people, if they're curious, they can go through and read any of those to see other people's feedbacks on, on any of the products. Nice. Nice. Well, I'm going to put all that in the show notes for you. And I'm, I'm curious to see the results. I actually didn't put a cell camera on these spots cause they're really deep back in there. And I didn't want to run the issue of it not working or whatever. It's, it's just mm-hmm. too unpredictable at that spot. So a good old fashioned, SD card with like 20 batteries usually holds it pretty strong. Um, so I use those old 2000 cameras. They just seem to work the best. And if someone steals it, it doesn't hurt my feelings as much. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to pull those cards probably. I'll probably pull them maybe like mid August. So another two weeks I'll pull those and then I'll leave the spot. Um, I'll probably hang a bag and leave the spot, but I'm super curious and I'll definitely keep you updated. Awesome. Thank you. Well, Danielle, thank you so much for taking the time to jump on the podcast with us. And uh, we'll definitely have you on again soon. Awesome. Thanks. That is Danielle Miller with Flawless Whitetail. And you are listening to Hunt Link by Serviceide.